It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, May 5th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The Sitka School Board has gone on record in opposition to a bill before the Alaska legislature that many expect would limit the rights of gender non-conforming students. The board's official resolution, passed at its regular meeting on May 3rd, also supports the inclusion of diverse perspectives, including LGBTQ+, and communities of color, in school materials and curricula. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. House Bill 105 was introduced by Governor Dunleavy in March as parental rights legislation, but it contains language to restrict sex education and requires students to use restrooms designated for the sex they were assigned at birth. Board member Tristan Gavon drafted Sitka's resolution by cutting and pasting from similar resolutions appearing around the country. He said the rights of gender nonconforming or LGBTQ plus students have come under increasing threat. And for me, we're talking about, you know, fundamental human and civil rights here, um, you know, and beyond kind of basic decency and caring um, that we should show everybody in our community. The proposed law would also prohibit teachers and administrators from using the names or pronouns used by students without the permission of parents. It also would require parents to opt in with written permission to have their children receive sexual health education, Under current policy, children would attend those classes unless their parents opt out. That's the rationale behind the governor's calling it a parental rights bill. But many see that language as cover for the law's actual intent, which Gavon suggested could further stigmatize an already at-risk population. LGBTQ students, you know, are, are, are more likely to be bullied, to to experience physical assault, to report um, feelings of isolation, um, you know, attempts at suicide, much much higher rates than their peers, and we see that, you know, here and and throughout the nation. Other board members rallied behind the resolution in opposition to HB 105. Melanie Board thanked Gavon for bringing it forward. I want our schools to be welcoming and safe and for all students. And so I agree with every whereas and be it further resolved. This is an amazing document. The board's student member, Felix Myers, said the Sitka High student body was working on its own resolution to deliver to the Association of Alaska Student Governments. He thought the two resolutions together would send a strong message. We have to have a unilateral approach, you know. The adults in the room are against this. The students are against this because, you know, we we care about all of our students, you know, um, no matter who they are. The Sitka resolution runs across trends elsewhere in the country of book bans and other efforts to limit the accessibility of material about LGBTQ plus figures. The resolution states the Sitka schools shall incorporate LGBTQ plus people and issues in school curricula, including in health and sex education. School libraries shall include materials that portray LGBTQ plus figures in a positive light, and schools shall ensure that the curricula include diverse perspectives, especially LGBTQ plus people of color and issues specific to communities of color. Board President Blossom Teal Olson said that House Bill 105 felt like a step backward for Alaska. As a parent and as a person who has witnessed the growth of our society, it was really disheartening to see HB 105. It just affirms that we still need to 
stand up and speak out for basic human rights for everyone. Lastly, the Sitka resolution opposes a pending policy decision before the Alaska School Activities Association that would ban transgender girls from girls' sports and activities. The resolution passed unanimously. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. You can find a link to the Sitka School Board's resolution on our website, kcaw.org. The Alaska Legislature is finishing its final few weeks of the regular session. Lawmakers are deciding how much money the state will give to school districts and how much of the Alaska Permanent Fund should go to individuals and the state for its operations. Representative Rebecca Himshute advocates for House District 2, covering 22 communities in Southeast. It includes Sitka, Petersburg, and smaller communities from Yakutat down to Prince of Wales Island. She recently spoke with Coast Alaska's Angela Denning about the session. She says she's concerned with a recent court ruling by a Washington judge that will close down this summer's king salmon troll fishery in southeast. I gave a special order on it today on the floor because it's just so incredibly disappointing. And, you know, the um, trollers that I'm in touch with regularly, they're incredibly resilient people. And I have felt really crushed by the the, um, decision yesterday. We're talking about 1,500 people across Southeast Alaska, that's a huge part of our population. The magnitude of this decision for obviously the people involved directly in the industry, but the trickle down of that, we know, you know, it's like, I think a $35 million fishery to the people actively fishing, but the benefit to the community spans out to $85 million. And to have that just, just summarily shut down is absolutely devastating and and in in the special order on the floor today i basically invited the governor to make good on the promise of supporting the trollers and we're waiting to see what happens next but i think it's important to know that um, there are a number of us here watching very closely to make sure that there's some support from the state for the next steps now on education you're a education committee. Can you talk to me about where school funding is at now and what you support? So where we stand now is neither of the bills for a BSA increase have passed the floor in either body. So what that means is there are increases to education on the table, um, but those increases right now are one-time funding. And a lot of people think, well, it's money. Who cares if it's BSA or if it's one time? The difference is if it's in the BSA, then it's a commitment from the state that we will continue to fund at this level going forward. We can increase it in the future, but if it's in the BSA, districts can count on it and build their budget next year knowing that they have that money going forward. And possibly an increase and maybe not, but when we fund outside the BSA, it's a lot harder for districts to make commitments on funding that may or may not materialize in future years. So as an example, you might replace a phone system or buy new curriculum. These are needs that districts have, but as far as committing to your educators that they have a job going forward, that's much more tenuous without the commitment of the funding that is there being within the BSA, meaning it will be there this year and next year and in years after that. Another topic that's debated year after year is the amount of the permanent fund dividend, figuring out how much 
individual PFD should be and how much of the permanent fund should help pay for the running of the state. How is that looking right now in Juno? Um, <laughs> that is a hard question and a hard conversation, but um, the Senate has passed. can't remember the bill number, but uh, it's a 75-25 split. And so we finally would have a statute that matches the practice, and then we can make ourselves match our practice to the statute. So that feels like a step forward. That said, I would like us to find ways to have the biggest permanent fund dividend that we can have, and that requires the legislature to make some hard decisions, and it requires Alaskans to come on kind of a bumpy road along with us. Um, do you support other kinds of income, like a like a sales tax? I am not a fan of a sales tax. I do feel more comfortable with the, um, I don't know the bill number again, but it's Elise Galvin's bill that is an income tax for high earners. So the threshold, I think, was 250000 and up, would pay a very modest income tax. And then everybody in Alaska would chip in $20, and that could come straight out of your PFD. And to me, that's asking everyone to put in something and some of our most successful to put in a little bit more. So I'm more interested in measures like that. Adding a sales tax feels feels like the wrong solution at a statewide level. That's just going to be really, really hard for rural folks. That was House District 2 Representative Rebecca Hemshoot speaking with Coast Alaska's Angela Denning. That was an abbreviated version of the interview. To hear a more detailed conversation, go to our website, kcaw.org. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for today and into the weekend for Sitka. Uh, today for Friday, May 5th, 2023, we should have partly sunny skies with a high near 49, west winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 40, west winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Looking forward to Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 53, calm winds becoming west around 5 miles per hour. Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 41, northwest winds around 5 miles per hour. And finally, for Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 53. Sunday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 41. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning.